0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Why Not Me? Turning Trials into Triumphs, Seeking and Embracing Success. Coach Todd Halls here, your host today. Absolutely super excited to be here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I value your time and, and greatly appreciate you listening. I'm excited to learn from and get to know our guests uh, today. Uh, I, I just met my new friend Tom Bailey, and uh, from, from what little we've talked, he's got a phenomenal story that he's gonna share with us. Um uh, what I know about Tom, Tom, is a, he's a husband, he's a new dad, so he's got a six-week-old baby boy, uh, so congratulations on that, Tom. He's also, he's the founder and head coach at Succeed Through Speaking, and it's, it's that business, that connection is what brought us together today. Can't wait to hear more about that and about just uh, about your journey, Tom. So with that, I, the, there's probably, there's a ton of more information you may want to share, so fill in any gaps you'd like our listeners to know about you.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, first of all, Todd, thank you so much for the warm welcome and for mentioning the newborn. It's completely changed our lives, but for the better, of course. So so my journey, I'll talk about that to begin with. Because I think that'll set the scene for today and then we can obviously take that into the conversation a little bit further. So I spent the first 30 years of my life becoming an expert at avoiding public speaking And by that, I mean, I had social anxiety, I had a fear of public speaking, and I really did avoid it, speaking in front of small groups, presenting and public speaking, ongoing on camera. It was just the big fear for me, and it really did hold me back from society. And I think we'll talk a little bit more about the journey shortly, but I guess that's the positioning, and that's what led to me launching the business, Succeed Through Speaking eventually, as a coaching and training business.
0: So what, was there something that happened that, 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 that caused you to withdraw and start and begin avoiding, or was that just an internal something that had always been there?
1: It's been an internal something that's always been there. So I remember I used to hide behind my mom's leg when I was a child, you know, and just a bit of anxiety about meeting new people and conversations, relationships, um, I got away with it for the first probably 20 years of my life because at school I could hide in amongst the class. I could not put my hand up when the teacher asked a question. You know, I could, I could I was great at hiding. Um, but then when I became in the real world, I needed to get a job. I needed to make some money and I needed to build relationships. You know, that's ultimately when it hit me and thought, there's something I need to change here. There's something I need to do about this because I can't carry on like this.
0: So how, how long has it been since you made that decision and actually began um, speaking, like, like coming out of that shell, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. That's my word I hear. But um, how long has it been since you had that realization and started to work on it?
1: Yeah, so uh, let's talk about the realization first because like most of these stories, there's a, a turning point, a trigger, a breaking point, you could call it. And um, there were two things that happened for me. One... I didn't have a great job, but I had a job and I was made redundant from it. So that was for me a trigger to say, I need to go and interview again. I'm really scared of interviews. And the other trigger was around the same time, I was actually asked to speak at a funeral. It was a close family member's funeral. But again, I said no because I was too scared of speaking and I might embarrass myself and you know I might have to stand up in front of real people. So those two things that happened, redundancy and saying no to that and eulogy at a funeral they said to me, I need to change this. And that was probably about 10 years ago now.
0: Okay. So 10 years ago, you, you, started to work on it and we to go with this next question. So today, if, if this afternoon you were going to get up in front of say 150 people and, and give a, a 20 minute or a two minute talk, it doesn't matter. What's the emotional state you're in going up to that stage?
1: Absolutely. Confidence, self-esteem, self-belief. Um, I've now got the belief that if I make a mistake, it's okay. I'm not going to die. You know, I'm not going to get hurt. Um, so absolutely, I can absolutely stand up now in 10 minutes, 15 minutes from now and do an hour's presentation with confidence. And that's just such a transformation for me in every element of my life.
0: Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Do you, so that being said, confidence and all that, are there, do you still um, you still get butterflies though? In any any kind of pre presentation jitters or butterflies or or call it what you uh, may?
1: Absolutely, I I think you know that most presenters, most speakers, actors, sports people, there's that apprehension, there's that um, you know adrenaline we could call it building up. But I used to feel that adrenaline in my body and think, uh oh. I'd better go and hide you know I'd better run away it was the fight or flight response before to adrenaline but when I feel that adrenaline now you could call it butterflies but I now channel it into energy into motivation into positive adrenaline and and that's ultimately a big lesson is that let's say somebody's going to go on a roller coaster there's two people in the queue and one's excited one's nervous They've both got the same chemical surging through their body. You know, they've both got the same adrenaline. It's just how we react to it is, is what I've changed.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So I was I was not the shy kid. I was the kid in, in um middle school and early high school <laughs> that would you know, grab the milk carton and stand up on a chair and just read the <laughs> whatever was on it to the to the lunchroom. Um, yeah. but that that being said though, as as I've you know, in business had the opportunity to, to present whether it's at in a small group at BNI, or you know, um, mayor's mm-hmm. per breakfast in front of three hundred people, there's still that. There's still that tension, right? And some people, yeah. some people shrink from it and think, "Oh, it's fear." And what you just described, though, no, it's just it's it's natural. Doesn't matter how accomplished you are, it's still there. And whether it's uh-huh. getting going on stage for speaking or an athletic performance or whatever, it's what you do with that energy and how how you chat, channel it. Um, exactly. So, for yeah. for a listener that may that may be um, in that position right now and, and still like gets really freaked out by the butterflies, what what could you give them to help them start to turn that into energy that they can use?
1: Yeah, of course. So, this I'll talk about fear first. I'll talk about the reason why we avoid speaking those people who were like I was. Um, two things. One is fear, as we mentioned. The other one is limiting beliefs. So. When you think of fear, I always talk about the what-if questions. So we're thinking, what if I make a mistake? What if I embarrass myself? What if people have an opinion? What if I get asked a question, I can't answer it? They're all the what-if questions that come up. And ultimately, because we're not sure of the outcome, that's what scares us about actually going and doing the presentation. And then the second one is limiting beliefs. And these are the stories we tell ourselves. You know, Who am I to stand up and speak on this topic? I'm not a guru. And you know, I don't look like a speaker, I don't sound like a speaker. It's all the stories that we tell ourselves. So to combat those with the fear, I always say to my clients, rather than what if I make a mistake, think about what if I don't speak and present? What money am I leaving on the table? And what am I avoiding? What am I not getting out of speaking? And you really need to outweigh the benefits of speaking against the possible repercussions of maybe saying the wrong thing. And, and then finally just on the limiting beliefs, we need to change the stories that we tell ourselves. There's no point in me telling myself I'm not good enough, I don't look like a speaker I, I'm not a guru. you know they're, they're the wrong things to be telling ourselves. We need to be saying I've got a voice, I've got a message to share. I can add some value to this audience. you know they're the things that we need to be saying to ourselves.
0: Yeah and you, the, the piece about adding value to the audience, Yes. There's somebody out there in that audience that probably needs that needs your message. They, so, yep. hopefully there's somebody listening today that absolutely needs the value that you're bringing to this conversation, Tom.
1: Yeah, that that's another that's another last point I'll just add on actually. So I used to think about speaking. I used to think I need 100 percent of the people in the audience to like me, and that's why I built up this pressure when it came to speaking and presenting was that. I'm not I need to be loved by everyone otherwise I'm not going to be good enough but the mentality I go in now is I only need to reach 10% of that audience I only need 10% of that audience to listen to me and think I get him or I believe him or I'm getting some value and that's good enough for me because you know 10% of the audience will be uninterested 10% of the audience will love you and the other 80% will be somewhere in the middle and you know it doesn't really matter either way.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to keep in mind because we always we always want. It seems like we want everybody to like us, and it's just not mm-hmm. there. It's not the reality. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I've ever heard it broken down to the ten, to ten, and the and the yeah. eighty in the middle though. That's <laughs> that's good stuff. Um, so limiting beliefs. Have you? Um, do you work with a coach, or have you worked with a coach? How do how do you, you overcome your limiting beliefs? Do you still have any? Um, and and then how do you? deal with your limiting beliefs if they're there
1: yeah so i did work with a coach and i mean on my 10-year journey i made lots of mistakes when it came to limiting beliefs and fears and one of my limiting beliefs was so here in the uk there's lots of different accents you've got you know the liverpool accent the birmingham accent the london accent so i had a birmingham accent and i always thought to myself i can't become a public speaker because i sound like this You know, my accent is X, therefore I can't become a public speaker. And that was another limiting belief. It wasn't true. It wasn't realistic. But I started working with a a voice coach to try and change my accent. By the way, bad idea, wrong piece of advice, because (laughs) it's not authentic if you're trying to be somebody else and you'll never live up to that expectation. So rather than working with a coach on external factors like how do I sound, I had to work with a different coach on internal factors like what's my self image? What are my values? What's authentic about me? What value can I bring? So it's all that internal mindset stuff that I had to change, which was what changed the game for me.
0: Thanks for sharing that. Do you, so is it an ongoing process or is it, is it like a, Hey, I won that battle. It's all behind me.
1: Yeah. on, On ongoing process because And, you know, my first talk was in front of, let's say, three people. You know, the mental attitude got me that far. um, But then when I needed to speak in front of 10 people, I needed to jump to that next level of mental attitude. I did that. Then I had to speak in front of 100 people. I needed to jump to that next level. So I'm always jumping through the next level. And I always have imposter syndrome before I've done that next level. But then the reality is after you've done it, You'll look back and think, "Why did I ever have that imposter syndrome? Because that wasn't so bad, actually." So I guess the the, the lesson there is, you've just got to just go for it, and you know, punch above your weight. I think is is one of the sayings, and then yep. your comfort zone will expand every time you do that.
0: Yeah. So a couple a couple of things you um, set off in my head. One is you didn't go from three people to a hundred. It, nope. it was three to 10 to to, to whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it's not this, it's not this leap to greatness. And, and I shouldn't say that. I, I'd be careful because maybe, maybe from three to 10 was a leap to greatness, but it's yeah. not the, it's not all, the whole journey at once. So there's no. a little bit of expansion takes place. And every time that you expand that much, you're like, Oh, I've, I've reached my potential now, but in doing mm-hmm. so you've created more potential.
1: Exactly. yes exactly and I'll just add to that as well so I always say that speaking and confidence is like learning any other skill in life so let's say for example that you wanted to learn to you wanted to learn to swim your first swimming lesson won't be in the Pacific Ocean you just wouldn't you know it'll be in the shallow end of the swimming pool with your inflatable armbands on and, and that's the same with speaking. You want to start small. You want to just gradually build up to that deep ocean swim that you want to do in a year's time from now.
0: Good advice. Good words. So what, now that you've been at this 10 years uh, practicing and speaking, what's the biggest audience you've presented to you?
1: Yeah, so... Um, in person, there's two there's two things now with COVID, obviously, you've got the global audience, haven't you? And then you've got the, um, sorry, the, the virtual audience, and then you've got the physical audience. So yeah. physical audience, it's not huge. It's not in the tens of thousands, but it was 450 people at the Excel Conference Centre in London. And that was a nice big audience for me. And, and I, I really felt like I'd achieved something when I'd done that. Um, but then now with COVID, I'm speaking on virtual summits. I'm speaking on podcasts. And one podcast I spoke on had a following of 20,000 people in the audience. So effectively I've spoken in front of 20,000 people on a podcast. And um, even though it hasn't got that same level of, I guess, adrenaline that a live audience might give you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You mentioned earlier the journey mm-hmm. and, and that there's, um, there's been progress, there have been setbacks, ups and downs. Would you mind uh, just kind of opening that up and, and walk us through all of that? Yeah,
1: yeah, that of anything? course. Of course. Uh, and what we can do as well is we can talk about my journey, which was the wrong journey. Um, the one that I went through, but then also the journey that I now teach others, which is the right journey. And it's reduced it from 10 years down to 10 weeks. Um, and that's through my own learnings, I guess. So let's start with my journey. And the first thing that I did when I realized that I needed to overcome my fear of speaking was that I bought every single book on public speaking, presenting, how to do a TED Talk, eye contact, body language, facial expressions, confidence, everything. Like we're talking hundreds of books I bought over the years. But the problem with books was I used them again as another avoidance technique because I thought... You know, once I've read all of these books, then I'll start speaking. You know, that was the wrong way to go because ultimately I was reading about how the greats did it and I was comparing myself to them and I still wasn't up to it. I still didn't feel like I was able to do it. So yeah, books are great. But if, you, if you're trying to learn a skill, you actually need to, to go out there and practice the skill. So that's that one big lesson I learned. And the next thing I thought I'll try and do was go to conferences So I'll go to seminars, workshops, exhibitions, conferences, and I'll I'll watch other speakers. And then I'll write down notes and learn how to be like them. Didn't work, because guess what? I was comparing myself to amazing speakers again, and I felt like I was too far away from them. So I thought, I can't ever do this because I'm not as good as them. Um, Next mistake was the vocal coach. Try and change my accent, try and become someone I'm not, or sound like somebody else. Bad idea, didn't work. And... And then the last one I think I'll talk about, there's been lots of others, but the last one I'll talk about is Toastmasters. Now, Toastmasters is great because it gets you to stand up and speak in front of a real audience of 20, 30 people, safe environment. The problem with me with Toastmasters was the time it took. I did like a four minute talk every two weeks. So we're talking about eight minutes of speaking per month. It probably took me about three years to actually get any good at speaking through Toastmasters. And I'd wish there was a way to do it a lot quicker at the time.
0: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that the, the, the process becomes uh, a long a long process.
1: Yeah
0: yeah. Yeah, I, so I'm thinking you know if, if you if you want to get in shape and you went for a walk once a week, um, well, we could argue about whether or not that would really be effective or not, but that'd be a whole exactly. lot different than if you if you went for a walk you know, for 20 minutes a day. And yes. just, we're using those muscles with more regularity.
1: It's a great analogy. Yeah, that, that's what it felt like. I was going for a walk twice a month rather than, you know, walking every day, day in, day out, building those skills a lot quicker. And, that, and that's the big difference.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I just want to touch on one thing. You, you described the what I, I've heard of as the learning loop, like... If I just read another book, then I'll get started. If I lear- if I just go to another seminar, if I just take another course, um, instead of just doing the thing, and that's not to say that books and seminars and courses aren't great in addition to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at some point, you, so you go back to the other analogy, you gotta You've got to take the walk.
1: You um, got to take the walk, and you know implementation, not just information. That that's probably the the, the takeaway there. Uh, learn implement, learn, implement, learn, implement rather than just constantly learning.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned books. We'll come back. because I want to hear about the, um, the the 10 week journey that you would like, if I were to say, Tom, I need help speaking, the 10 week journey, Mm but, um, you mentioned books. Do you still read
1: regularly? Yeah, I do. I do still read. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot wider now. It's not just public speaking and presenting, but yeah, I do still read a lot.
0: All right. So, um, What are you reading right now, and what's your favorite in the past year?
1: So, favorite in the past year, I would say, is The Chimp's Paradox by Dr. Steve Peters. And the reason why I think this is great, specifically on this topic, is because it helps us understand um, what's going on in our brain. Have you heard of The Chimp's Paradox?
0: Uh, I I'm not familiar with it. I just right. heard, I, but I have heard of it. Like, and I'm, of course, my brain's like, okay. And I've got a question. Where did you just hear that? Like within the last week, somebody mentioned that.
1: Yeah, um, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll talk about the theory. So, you know, there's different parts of our brain. There's there's two main ones I'll talk about. Is the human and the chimp. And um, so the human brain wants to speak. Knows that speaking is important. Knows that for me to grow my business, I need to grow my profile through public speaking. But the problem is, it's not just that part of our brain, the, the logical thinker. It's the emotive chimp as well. Now the chimp's saying, "No, don't go and speak. It's too scary. You might embarrass yourself." Um, you know, it's saying, "Stay here. Stay in the comfort zone. Stay small because you can't get hurt when you're nice and small." You know, it wants you to be safe, and that's a good thing. You know, it's it's trying to protect you. But ultimately, the chimp is, you know, immature. It's emotive. It doesn't have that logical thinking that we do, but it's very powerful and it will prevent you from hitting, re- reaching your goals because it just wants you to stay comfortable. And it was useful when we were cavemen because it said, you know, don't go near that saber tooth tiger. It's going to eat you. Um, <laughs> but, but now it's kind of telling us, you know, don't go in front of that audience. You're going to die. That's what it's kind of telling you. Um, but that prehistoric thinking isn't now as useful as it was back then.
0: Thank goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so I will check out the Chip's Paradox. It sounds like a good read. Uh, which leads nicely nice to the next question. So let's say that I've I've read Chip's Paradox and I which I haven't, but say yeah that I haven't I realize, you know what? I'm I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna reach out to Tom. What does that journey look like that you've got can In the 10 weeks.
1: Yeah, of course. So I'll, I'll talk about the chimp a little bit in this journey because it's relevant. So we effectively need to train the chimp. We need to teach it that we're okay. We don't need its help. We don't need to be protected. Confidence comes from competence in any field. What I mean by that is you need to prove to yourself that you can do it, realize it's okay, and then do it again, but at a higher level. So what that looks like when it comes to speaking, take someone who's the best kept secret in their industry. They're afraid of camera. They're not going on podcasts. They're not speaking. They're not on YouTube. They're avoiding camera. You know, Th- These people too, people who are on podcasts, they're speaking on stages, they're on YouTube, they're creating social videos. That's the journey. Now, the steps are as follows. So five P's. There's five P's. Um. The first P is profile, and this is before speaking by the way. The first two P's are actually before speaking because there's no point speaking unless you know what you're speaking about. That's the reality. So the first P is profile, and I want you to get really clear on who you are, what you do, what your message is, your bio, You know, it's all that thing around who you are, and that's what we work on for the first stage. And again, I work with business owners, entrepreneurs, so it's relevant. The second P is product. So once you know who you are and what your magic is, you then want to get really clear on how you talk about your products and services. How do you talk about what you do for your customers? Because when you're speaking as a business owner, you're going to be speaking about what you do and you're going to be speaking about your products, your services, your offerings. So get clear on your profile, get clear on your product, and then you can start speaking the third P is um, it's partnering through podcasts. Now, the reason why we do this is because I think that the first step to learning to become a better speaker is to do podcasts. The reason is, is because you're in the comfort of your own home. It can be audio only like this one. You haven't got an audience staring at you. And effectively, you're just having a conversation, which normally people can do one-to-one, even if they've got a fear of public speaking. So you do a lot of pod- podcasting. And by the way, that also helps you raise your profile, because every time you speak on a podcast, you get an exposure to somebody else's audience. Okay. And then after you've been partnering through podcasts, you then want to do presenting. Now, again, we don't jump straight into public speaking on stages. We're going to do some presenting on virtual tools and virtual stages first. So I help people learn how to run webinars and how to speak on virtual summits, which is effectively a podcast conversation, but there's a live audience there. You just don't, you just can't see them. Sure, sure. And then once you've done the, the virtual webinars and virtual summits, then you can start looking for stage, real stages to speak on in person. And then, so we've got four P's so far, profile, product, um, promotion, presenting. And the last P is profit. Because again, I work with entrepreneurs, experts, coaches, business owners. There's no point speaking as a business owner unless you can actually profit from it in one way or another. And that's normally through getting access to an audience, speaking in a way that transforms and um changes mindset and shapes people's thinking, and then offer them something at the end of that, whether it's call-to-action or your product or service
0: very cool <laughs> what? what so how did how did you learn these steps
1: yeah so for me I was my first client as I've as mentioned I realized I went the wrong way and um, and then By the way, I accidentally became a coach because people started asking me, you know, you were shy. How have you learned to speak? How have you learned to present? I said, no worries, I'll give you some advice. And when I started coaching, it took me a year to transform somebody into a a speaker or presenter, but, you know, people needed results quicker. I had to get quicker at coaching. I had to build a process. And ultimately, this process came about from me coaching people and realising what business owners and entrepreneurs need to go from not speaking to making money from speaking in their business.
0: In, in your estimation, who of all, of all the business owners and entrepreneurs, who is this
1: most applicable
0: for? Who needs this?
1: I think coaches, consultants, service providers, because... They are the face of the business. They're also the product. A coach or a consultant is the product. You know, they are the service in the business. So people buy from people when it comes to coaching, consulting. Um, if you're not visible, you're not seen, you're not sharing your story. You're not putting yourself out there on camera, podcasts, stages. You're preventing your chance of of people connecting and resonating with you on a Personal, emotional, relationship level. So yeah, for me, coaches, consultants, service providers, anyone who is the face of the business and needs to be speaking more to help them raise their profile.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. Why? So I understand your your journey and that you were shy and you overcame that and have turned you know basically developed yourself into a speaker and now are helping other people. What makes it? Important to you why what why this
1: yeah exactly why, why this you know this this is my life purpose now this is my message to share with the world and you know sometimes we can't go out there looking for a message to share with the world or trying to come up with what we think we should be sharing as a message with the world sometimes our journey becomes the message Um, you know if I didn't talk about this I didn't talk about my journey I didn't share my process then there's going to be thousands of people out there who remain in the shadows remain low confidence remain to struggle in their business and my wider purpose outside of helping business owners is actually helping children students people in school who were where I was because if I can help them earlier it will have a much bigger transformation on their life I believe
0: absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 in doing so, allow them to to add value, to bring what they have, their gifts, to the world in a more Absolutely. effective way. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it, 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 it essentially, you create almost an infinite ripple.
1: Yes. By yeah. by doing that, and okay. and and speaking is the quickest way to get your message to your market because you know if you try and pick up the phone to everyone, one to one, and you're trying to share your message one person at a time it will take you hundreds of years to speak to a few thousand people, whereas public speaking on a stage in an arena, 80,000 people, for example, you know, you can share that message so much quicker through the power of public speaking.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned 80,000 people. What's your dream stage?
1: Yeah. So I I see myself, you know, international, um, maybe flying out to Dubai, um, you know, first class, of course, being asked to speak at a big expo. Um, yeah. Tens of thousands would be nice. Tens of thousands. Yeah.
0: That, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so that's the biggest stage. Where do you want to see uh, succeed through speaking? Where, where are you taking the business?
1: So I've been doing one to one coaching for quite a long time now, probably about three or four years. And again, Limiting my impact I can have, because I've only got so much capacity to have clients. Um, I've recently launched my first group coaching program, whereby I take cohorts of business owners now through this 10-week journey. And that's great, because it's taking me to that next level. In terms of vision, I do see me expanding it. I can train other people to share my message with the world. Other coaches, other trainers, um, because ultimately it is just me sharing my message at the minute if I can get others to share that too, I can definitely expand the business and my message.
0: Yeah. Cool. 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 Uh, can I, can I ask, can I go personal?
1: Yeah, of course. Let's do that.
0: <laughs> you got a new baby. Is it? Is it so six weeks, how's your mm-hmm. sleep? How's, how's sleep <laughs> in the household going?
1: Who needs sleep anymore? Anyway, <laughs> Um, he's, he's doing okay. We, we get that 4am wake up normally, um, for a feed and, and a nappy change, you know, but yeah. we pretty, we pretty much get three or four hours through and then, you know, he wakes us up in mid, na- the middle of the night, but it's, it's great. I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: Right, right, right. And, and yeah, three or four hours in a crack. That's a, that's actually a, a pretty good run of sleep from, from what some people experience. Yeah, exactly. Totally. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, as we as we come towards the end of our time together, I'm wondering if you if you had a like a question or maybe a bit of wisdom one one thing that you would share and ask our audience our listeners to be thinking about uh, as they go away from this podcast what would that be?
1: Yep. So the question, something to think about, is. What happens if you don't do this? That's the question. If you don't speak, you don't present, you don't share your message wider, what's gonna to happen to you in the business? And the piece of advice is to do what Michael Jordan said, and that is to or he said, if you um what did he say again now? He said if you don't take a shot, you won't score the points. I can't think what it is now that's saying actually. Um you, you, That's it, I've got it. Sorry, ignore that last bit. Michael Jordan famously said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I want you to go out there, start taking some shots, even if you're going to miss a few of them. Every shot you miss, you're going to learn something new.
0: Fantastic words to leave our listeners with. Uh, one more thing, because undoubtedly, um, probably all of us listening to you, visiting with you today, um, could use... Your services. How do we go about getting in touch with you? How do we get more Tom Bailey?
1: Yes, so there's, there's just two things I'll quickly mention then. So if you just go onto Google and type in succeed through speaking or succeedthroughspeaking.com, you'll find me. And the second thing is, I've got something just to quickly offer for your audience today. So for me, there's 15 things that you can be doing when it comes to succeeding through speaking, there's 15 steps you need to take. If you go to succeedthroughspeaking.com forward slash checklist, you'll get that checklist. And that's effectively my cheat sheet to start succeeding through speaking in your business.
0: Succeedthroughspeaking.com forward slash checklist.
1: That's the one. Checklist.
0: Perfect. Tom, thank you for that gift Uh, for all the listeners. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, Yeah, your your time is truly a gift. So I greatly Mm -hmm. appreciate it. Uh, thank listeners, you so much for having me. your time is. You, you uh, listeners, your time is also a gift. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, remember, whatever dreams you have, whatever big grand vision God has placed on your heart, you can. Until next time, everybody, peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life, and I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.